Hi, you're listening to the Hope Church Sermon Podcast. At Hope, our mission is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. Now, join us as we listen in on a sermon from last Sunday. It is our hope that you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Sunday. I want to read a passage of scripture to you. I think it's going to help you. But uh, before I get into that, we're, at, we're, at, we're asking the question, who is Jesus in this series? And last week, if you missed last week, go back and listen to the podcast online or on YouTube, wherever it is that you watch, and um, we'll get you caught up. But the question that we're really asking ourselves, the question is, who is Jesus? And it's a question that you have to ask yourself too. And a lot of times when we throw a screen, we throw a picture up on the screen or a sermon series up on the screen, it's kind of like, I wonder who that's for. And the question that we all have to answer in our life at some point is, who is Jesus? We all have to answer the question. And disciples have to answer the question. You have to answer the, the question. I have to answer. My kids are going to have to ask, answer the question, who is Jesus? And so we're asking ourselves the question, who is Jesus? And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples the question, hey guys, who do people say that I am? Who do people say that I am? It's, it's important. Like Jesus, the people that were the closest to Jesus, the disciples, even Jesus asked them the question, who do people say that I am? And they answered the question. They said, well, they said, some said John the Baptist, wrong. Some say Elijah, wrong. Others say Jeremiah, wrong. Other people say that you're a prophet. Wrong, 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 wrong. And then Jesus says to these guys, hey guys, but who do you say that I am? Who do you really, who do you really say that I am? So the question that we're asking today is not who is Jesus, but the question that we're really asking today is deep down in your core, who is Jesus? Not what do you know, not what kind of information can you regurgitate to me about Jesus, but who are you, who is Jesus relationally to you? Who is he like deep down in the core of your veins, your blood vessels, all the things like, who is Jesus? When you, when you go through triumph, who is Jesus? When you go through trauma, who is Jesus? On the mountaintops and in the valleys, who is Jesus to you? We want to make sure you know that because the reality is that the valley seasons, they do come. And I'm so thankful today to know that the mountaintops come, the valleys come, but you have to know who Jesus is at the bottom and at the top, and you have to know who Jesus is somewhere in between. Well, he down across from my sins. That's great, but who is he on Monday through Friday to you? Who is he relationally to you? Not informationally, not information. But relationally, who is Jesus in your soul? Is he just a good man? Is he just the savior of the world? Is he just the object for you on December 25th for Christmas? Baby Jesus? Like who, who, like who is he in, in your core? And Jesus had to ask the disciples that too. And Jesus called you and I all to be his disciples. And so the question we have to ask today, answer is, who do you say? Who do you say that Jesus is? And so on the very, the very last few days, last few moments of his life, we have that same question in this passage of Scripture that we're going to read today. In Matthew chapter 21, the Bible says, this is Palm Sunday. This is where we get this passage of Scripture from, this conversation at today. Matthew 21, as Jesus and disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage of Mount Olives. And Jesus sent two of them to go on ahead. So they're, they're getting closer and he has two disciples. He said, hey, guys, go ahead. I want you guys to go into this village over there, he said. And as soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there with his colt beside it and untie them and bring them to me. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say to them, the Lord needs them, and we will immediately let you take them. Now, that's pretty, that's pretty powerful. That would be like you coming to me and saying, hey, 
be like me going to, to, to you or to, to you or to you or to you or to you. Any of you guys say, hey, I want you guys to go over to, to Tyson's house and I want you to steal his BMW. That's the equivalent thereof. Go to Matt's house and take Matt's Tesla. Like that wouldn't go over really well. But if Matt happens to ask you or Tyson begins to ask you who wants these, just say, God told me to do it. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Uh, thank you. That's the tension we find ourselves. And I'm sure they're going, this is suspect. If any of you guys say, hey, I want to just go over there and just, and just take that. Just go, just go steal that. Go, go borrow that. That's going to be a tension for anybody today. And so the disciples had to answer the question right there. He doesn't go, just tell them the Lord said for you to come get him. They really had to answer the question right there, who is Jesus? <laughs> like, if, like, I hope this works out. <laughs> I hope I don't go to jail for stealing a donkey that I don't even, I'm not even gonna get to ride. You know what I'm saying? Like that's where we find ourselves in this passage of scripture. You just go there and they say, anybody ask you, hey, we broke into your house, we stole your donkey. God told me, God told us to do it. God told you to steal because the, one of the commandments says thou shalt not steal. Like that's the tension they find themselves in this passage of scripture. The Bible says, this is, this is powerful for you and I to know this, there's hundreds and hundreds of prophecies and this is one of them. This took place to fulfill the prophecy that Jesus said, tell the people of Jerusalem, look, your king is coming to you. He is humble. He's riding on a donkey. He's riding on a donkey's colt. Like this was said back in the book of Psalms. Like we need you guys to get this because this is just, this is prophecy being, being fulfilled. Say, cool, got it. We're going to go and we're going to do it. We're going to do exactly what you said, Jesus. Okay, they got themselves talked into it. And it was probably really e easy for Peter to go and do that because Peter's crazy. Like, no one has a problem with that. Maybe the tax collector, maybe he's like, ah, I'm not so sure. And maybe the lawyer, they did the, not, like, you know, Peter, James, and John, like, these guys, like, I'm not so sure. Probably they were drawing straws. Maybe like, yo, Judas, you go do it. You're about to betray him anyways. Like, I don't really know how they figure out who goes to do it. But he sends two disciples. And verse 6 says this, the two disciples did exactly as Jesus commanded they went there, they saw the guy, they said, hey, God wants his donkey. They brought it back to him and the colt to him. And they threw their garment, they threw their garments over the colt and he sat on it. And most of the crowd, they spread the garments out on the road ahead of him and others cut branches, palm branches and branches from trees and they spread them on the road. Like they're like, we're getting ready for Jesus. Jesus was in the center of the procession and the people all around him were shouting, praise God for the son of David, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the, in the highest heavens. The, the King James says they were saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. I don't know how long you've been in church. Hosanna, Hosanna. They're, they're, what they're saying is, God, please save us. God, this is not good. What we got ourselves in, the situation we find ourselves in is, is not good. We really need a savior. We're under oppression. We have issues. We have... God, please save us. God, please save us. God, please save us. They're begging, please save us. Please save us. We heard there was going to be a Messiah. They're like, don't leave me behind. I think a lot of people, I meet some people, I'm like, man, I, well, I hope I'm saved. I'm like, you can know for sure that you're saved. Man, I just hope I, I, hope I did it good. I hope I've done enough good things. Like, there's not enough good things to get you in heaven. The only thing that's going to get you in heaven is for God to save you. Hosanna, Hosanna. The only way for you to get in heaven is for Jesus to save you. And they're going to hope I get in. I hope I get in. I'm sure some people, as they were throwing the palm branches, they're like, yeah, this is, I'll just give this a shot. I hope this works. I, ho I hope Jesus is who he says he is. I, I, hope he, I hope he comes through on his promises. 
and they find themselves in this situation. They're going, praise God, Hosanna, Hosanna, son of David. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Praise God in the highest of heaven. The entire city of Jerusalem was in an uproar as he entered. And here's our question today, who is Jesus? Like all throughout the course of time, people are asking this question, who is Jesus? Jesus? Jesus is asking the question, and the people are asking the question, who is, who is this man? <clears throat> Verse 11 says this, and the crowds replied, it is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. Like they, they gave a textbook answer. They were like, yo, that's the savior of the world. Like that's Jesus from Nazareth. That's Jesus from Nazareth. Like that's the information we learned about. We, we read about this. We heard about this. And, and all these prophecies were, are, looks like they're being fulfilled. Like we just, we've heard this is the guy. And so here we find ourselves in this tension. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Like Jesus is asking you the question. People are asking other people the question. Like who in the world is Jesus? And all throughout scripture, Jesus is modeling who he is. And so we, we, we find people saying, man, I want to be like Jesus. I want to know more about Jesus. And all the answers are in this book. Who is Jesus? You can get here. But what, what happens to a lot of people is all they have is just this answer. You know, the people that knew the most, the people that knew the most Bible in the, in the scriptures were the Pharisees. They had all the head knowledge, but no heart transformation. They were walking around touting and shooting out all the rules. Well, you know what the Bible says. Well, you shouldn't serve on the Sabbath. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't heal. You should like, they're doing all these things and they're like, they're taking, they have all the rules, but no relationship. And what I want for this church and what God wants for you and God wants for every church in America today is he wants us to have a relational connection with him. He wants us to really be able to say, well, I know who Jesus is and I know how I live that out in my life. How do you live that out in your life? When you know who Jesus is, then your giving is right and your serving is right. And your loving is right. We don't even get those right. Let's get a little bit harder. When we know who Jesus is, our forgiveness is right. Oh, no, Pastor West. Do not preach the rest of this time together on forgiveness. Because the person is right next to me. No, I'm getting. We find ourselves like forgiveness is hard. Maybe it's not forgiveness. Maybe, you, maybe there's some anger. Just got this, like I just, it's anger. Maybe everyone's the problem. Maybe it's anger. Maybe there's some bitterness in your heart. Bitterness, by the way, is miserable. Dinah's dad always says bitterness is, is me drinking the poison and wishing the other person would die. I love what T.D. Jake says about forgiveness. Forgiveness is a gift that you give yourself. It's not for the other person. It's for you. And we get caught up. When we, when we don't really know who Jesus is, then when we go through all these seasons and these, with these mountains, these valleys, then we really don't know what to do because we don't really have the, the firm foundation that we sang about today. Like, is he your firm, is he your firm foundation today? They're yelling out, save us, Jesus, save us, Jesus. And it's, it's, it's our response. That should be the mantra of every Christian. Jesus, save us, Jesus, save us. In the tough seasons, Jesus, save us, Jesus, save us. When Emily ran to the hospital on Friday and they rushed over there, we just began to pray. Last night when we got here on Saturday to, to go to, last Saturday we got ready to set up last night and the, the door wasn't open yet. So we sat out front and we just, we just prayed for Emily and Ryan. We're going to Jesus save her. Jesus be with this baby. And like, we just, we should be running to Jesus way more than what we do. And so we have these people going, I hope this works. And they're throwing out palm branches and 
they're just doing the best they can. And we got this donkey, and they're like, I, I, think there's, I think this is the guy. I think this is Jesus. Some people knew deep down in their soul, but some didn't. I've always been, my mind's always been amazed by the fact that thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people saw Jesus do miracles. But then they're just, well, I hope this works. I hope this is Jesus. I mean, it's, it's, I don't, they don't really, they didn't really know who he is. So let me give you two things and we'll be done today. <clears throat> I think in this passage of scripture, it's so beautiful because Jesus is showing us who he is. And one of the first things that we see in this passage of scripture is that Jesus shows us humility. I'm going to go out of order, um, Courtney. But Jesus shows us he shows us humility. He, in this passage of scripture, Jesus is not on this, he's on a donkey. He's on a donkey, like, I, and whenever I use the word donkey, all I can think about is the movie Shrek. Like, he's on a donkey, a loud, obnoxious, just, not just, I, like, if I'm, like, Jesus, because here's the deal, Jesus can say, I want you to go over there, and I want you to get the biggest, the fastest, the strongest horse, but Jesus is modeling humility for you and I. Can I ask you a question? Are you humble? Because Jesus was. He modeled that for us. He didn't model it for him. He modeled it for you. Jesus shows us. He shows us humility. He could have came with a, he could have had a better, let's be honest, he could have had a better entrance than a donkey. <laughs> it's not that flashy. Like just barely making an end donkey. You know what I'm saying? And he, no, he, they're on, this, on this donkey, no saddle. They just took out some ladies here. They just took out, some people just, they just took out some stretchy pants, you know what I'm saying? And just some nice, comfortable COVID pants and just, just or they went into their, they just grabbed some cloth that was laying around. They kind of laid it on the donkey, like no saddle, just a, a broken looking, a broken down looking donkey and some ratchet clothes. And like, hey, Jesus, hop up there. Good luck. Get, you know, a few weeks ago, me and my boys were watching the rodeo because I'm a cowboy. I don't know if you knew that or not. <clears throat> Furthest thing from it. And they're like, Dad, this is awesome. But those guys, they get in there and they just, they have these big, different kinds of saddles for different kinds of horses. But those guys get on there and, and they get that rope and they latch it on really tight. Like they're prepared, they're ready to go, got the hat right. And the last thing you do is make sure the hat's on or good and tight because they want to ride that thing for eight seconds. I mean, they want to, they want to conquer that thing. Jesus has got no, Jesus doesn't have that. He's got a donkey and some crappy looking clothes, but he was mauling for you and us, humility. There was no Instagram saying, hey guys, here I come. There was no Facebook post, yo, here I come. Get ready for me. It's going to be amazing. You're going to love it. He just says, hey, this is who I am. This is what I got. And Jesus modeled for us. All he had was a life that was worth following. Can I encourage you today? People will follow your Jesus if you're humble. We get so caught up in all the things that don't matter. And Jesus is modeling for you and I humility. He's saying, hey, I'm just going to come in on a, I'm going to come in on a donkey. Just no saddle. Just uh, hopefully the donkey gets me there. He was modeling humility for you and for me so that we could live humble lives. Do you, do you give off, do you give off humility? I meet so many people that are trying to look like something that they're really not. It's exhausting. People who aren't humble it's, 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 it's exhausting. And Jesus is saying, I just, there's some, some humility. You can connect with people better if you're just, you're just humble. You're just, you know what, I just, it's what I got. Just going to steward well. You've met people that are humble for you. Like, man, they're just, I like being around them. They're just so nice. They're just, they, they give up. They have a, they have a, they have a sweet spirit. It's a, it's a spirit of humility. 
And Jesus is saying, hey, if you want to, when you really know who Jesus is, I'm humble, you'll start living a life that's, that's humble. You no longer have to get up and, and think about who you're going to impress for that day. Come on, that's exhausting. Jesus is saying to us, let's live a life of, let's live a life of humility. Just, just be a humble, just be a humble servant. Just, just, just be you. Like, be who God's called you to be. I mean, so many people, they're just, I'm like, hey, like this is what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to do. like, cool, where did you get that from? Well, I, and you ask them long enough, and like, well, my friend, and it all is, it gets into this idea of comparison, and we just be, we're becoming what other people are calling us to be. And Jesus said, I just want you to live a life. I just want you to live a life of humility. I just want you to live a life that Jesus says that in this passage of Scripture, he goes, hey, I'm just going to, I'm just going to come in a donkey, no nice saddle, nothing great. I'm just going to live a life. You know what I think? I think if we live lives of humility, I think our, that would change our marriages. Just, I'm just here to serve. Jesus, Jesus is going, I'm just here to serve, guys. I'm not here to make a big deal about me. I don't need a platform, no microphone. I'm just here to, I'm just here to serve. I'm just, I want to forgive you. And I, want to, I want to love you. I want to encourage you. And, and humility, humility will do that for you. Humility will give you an opportunity to have open conversations where people actually listen to you because you're like, you know, if they're humble, I can listen to someone who's humble. Someone who's prideful and arrogant, who knows all the answers. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to talk to that person. They're not, they're not humble. And then lastly, I want to, I want to spend last time, last few moments with this is that they, is that Jesus shows us, Jesus shows us the way. He shows you and I the way. Like that's, that's, he shows us the way. Now, you might be saying, well, what's the way? Like, he's showing us the way that we need to go. He's getting us to the cross. He's showing us, he's showing us the way. Like, it was said that there would be branches out there and that they would be laid out there and people would know which way to go and the branches were there and people were getting a little bit ahead of them and they were throwing the branches and he was going where they go. Like, hey, the branch was for you and I to know which way to go. And Jesus was telling the disciples, hey guys, the branches let you guys know, I'm going to the cross and I want you guys to follow after me. I'm gonna show you how to get there. Follow the palm branches, follow the donkeys, we're going to the cross. We're gonna get there. Is any, and does anybody wanna go? And if you do, just follow the branches. So this Palm Sunday message today, this Palm Sunday this time that we're spending together today, it's not really about the branches, it's really about the cross of Jesus Christ. It's really, it's really about Jesus saying, hey, I want to help you get to where you're actually supposed to go. And I want to encourage you today, the way that you're supposed to go is not to your current address. The way that you're supposed to go is not to your job and to climb the corporate ladder. The way that you're supposed to go is to the cross. That's where Jesus is telling you tonight today. Palm Sunday is not about the branches. It's about the cross of Jesus Christ. And he's telling you guys, that's the way that I want you to go. That's the way that I want this church to go. I want, I want when you come to this church to be people to be marked with humility. And when you get behind them, they're saying, hey, we're going to the cross. Anybody want to go? And we're just laying out branches and we're laying out the clothes and we're laying and we're getting donkeys that don't belong to us. And we're just laying out everything so people can have a chance to get to the cross of Jesus Christ. We're going to invite some people because when we invite people and we live through humility and we go get the branches and we put these down, it's telling people, hey, there's a cross. There's a better branch out there. And the branch that we want you to get to is the cross of Jesus Christ. I had to work to get this branch, by the way. 
I don't have any palm, I don't have any palm branches. I went to go get my haircut yesterday, pulled out my pocket knife that Matt got me because I saw some palm branches. And I'm like, that's mine. I'm going to conquer this thing. This has my name on it. My knife had my name on it. And that palm branch has my name on it. There's a bunch of palm branches by my barbershop. And I took my knife and I just, and I'm sure the guy was going, dude, what are you doing? What, bro. <laughs> and I think today that Jesus is calling some of you guys, you, you've, you, the branch is like, the branch is just like temper. It's just pointing people to Jesus. But at some point, we have to let go of the branches and hang on to the cross. Some of y'all are hanging on to some dead things in here. And Jesus is going, I didn't show you the way so you can keep hanging on to the branches. He's saying to you, I want you to go to the cross. I want you to, like I'm just, these are not, it's not about this. This is just supposed to be laid down so that people can get to the cross of Jesus Christ. That's what we're trying to do. Here today. Some of you are hanging on to dead relationships. Some of you guys in here today, you, 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 you're hanging on to the, your finances when you should be hanging on to the freedom that comes only from the cross. Some of you are like, I gotta, just, I gotta be so secure. I gotta be so secure, I gotta have all my... No, you need, to, you need to place your faith in your finances in the freedom that comes from Jesus Christ. Some of you guys in today, you're hanging on to earthly possessions. And they're not bad. But can I tell you, the Bible says they're going to all fade away. And Jesus is saying, I'm showing you the way. And I'm letting you know that the palm branches were just part of it. You're in process. But hopefully you can get to the point where you can let go of the palm branches. And you can cling on to the cross because the cross is the way. That's what he's trying to get you to today. What are you hanging on to? What is it that you're, that you're, you're so desperately thinking that that's going to get you there? What do you think it's going to get you there when Jesus is going, no, 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 it's not going to get you there, I promise. What will get you there is the process, and it's Jesus. And he says in his word in John chapter 14 that he is the way. He is the way. He's the way. He's showing us the way. Jesus, like who is Jesus? He modeled humility so that deep down our core that we can live our humble lives. Who is Jesus? The Bible tells us that he's a way maker. I'm wondering today if you're living your life by the way that Jesus called you to live your life. The tension, the tension between what you want to do and what God wants you to do, the longer you're a Christian, the tension should get less, not harder. We find ourselves in this tension between the cross of Jesus and this in the world, what the world has to offer. And Jesus is telling you, like, listen, this, this, should get, this should get easier to choose this as you get older. You know more. He's been faithful. The foundation is stronger. The foundation is deeper. That should not be, we should not be hanging on to that. That's, that's what Jesus is modeling for you and I today. There's a better way. He's not Elijah. He's not the prophets. He's not your bank account. He's not all the things that we begin to stack up and we begin to, like, he is Jesus. And he's the way. He's the answer. He's the life. He's all the things that we need. He's the truth. The Bible tells us. So I ask you today, is, who is Jesus to you? Are you following him? Or are you hanging on to dead things? That's going to be brown in a few days. It's going to be gone. And Jesus came to give you an abundant life. Are you living the abundant life? Or are you hanging on to dead things that don't matter? Earthly possessions, they're going to fade away. Maybe one day I'll do your funeral. 
when I do your funeral, there won't be any U-Hauls behind the hearse. What are you hanging on to? By the way, you're not guaranteed forever. Tomorrow, tomorrow, my son's, uh, a kid in my son's class, his mom starts chemo tomorrow. She's 39 years old. Last week, a guy my age, kids and two, two twins, a set of twins in my son's same exact class, their dad got in the car to go get McDonald's for dinner, got in a car accident, he's gone, just like that. So he has a friend, mom, who's fighting for, he has a friend's mom who's fighting for life, and he has a friend who's, who's gonna bury his dad this week, 11 years old. We don't have time to wait for forever to, to figure out who Jesus is. You, you got right now, you got today. You can't start living for Jesus down the road. You can live for Jesus right now, today. That's what he wants for you. You can be humble today. You can fall the way today. You don't have to wait. Let's start. Let's go. Let's be who he's called us to be. Let's do what he wants us to do. Because our life here is so short. James 4, 14 says, your life is but a vapor. You're here today and you're gone tomorrow. When, I get, when my kids get older, I'm going to start following Jesus. When I get my life together, I'm going to start following Jesus. Here's the here's newsflash. You ain't never get your life together apart from Jesus. You're not strong enough. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. We're going to sing Firm Foundation in just a moment. For wherever you're at across the way, I wonder today if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like next week, we'll give people an opportunity to invite Christ to be their Savior. But can I encourage you today? Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next week. Right now. Like, make sure you know who Christ is, your Savior is right now, today. Don't wait. Like, He's the way, He's the truth, He's life. So, if you're here today and you're going, Pastor West, I've, I've, it's my first time. I don't know if I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You said He's the way. He got to the cross. He didn't go to the cross because He needed to go to the cross. He went to the cross because you and I needed Him to go to the cross for us. He paid the price that you should have paid, it costed Him His life. For you and for me, he did that for you. And so if you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that's, don't, you can't go any further. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, then of course you have a palm branch in your hand that's dead. Of course you're hanging on to dead things because you're dead. But the Bible says that God's come to give you a brand new life. And you can have that today. You can have a brand new life today. The old can pass away and you can become new. And I want to encourage you today, you'll love the new version of you better than the old version of you. I promise. So if you're here today, you go, I need a relationship with Jesus Christ. The Bible tells that in the sinner, Romans chapter three says, we've all sinned. We've all missed the mark. We've all fallen short of, of, of perfection. And the only person that's ever been perfect is Jesus. And because we've sinned, and because we've fallen short, the Bible says there's a penalty for our sin. And that penalty is death. And that means complete separation from Jesus. Complete separation. Our sin has, has, caused a, has caused a chasm and a separation between us and Jesus. Our, your sin, my sin, all of our sin, it did that. It separated us from God. But the good news is this, that Jesus says he came and he come to give us this incredible brand new life. And the way that he can offer that to you is, is through the cross of Jesus Christ. He did that for you. And he says in his word, if you'll confess with your mouth and you'll believe in your heart, then you can be saved. You can have a relationship with God. The, the, the chasm between you and him, it can be eradicated. It can be torn apart. 
And you can have close communion with Jesus like we took earlier. You can have complete communion with Jesus. Relationship, hand in hand. He'll know your heart. You'll get to know His heart. You can have complete relationship with Jesus Christ. But here's the deal, you have to ask for it. You have to ask for that forgiveness. You have to ask for that relationship. So wherever you're at today, across the way, like, hey, that's me, Pastor Wes. I've never given my life to Christ. I realize now that I'm a, that I'm a sinner. I, I see that. I've, I've missed the mark. I realize there's a penalty for my sin. But today, I want to give my life to Jesus. So all across the way, wherever you're at, would you just say, dear Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and you rose again for me. Would you come into my life and would you save me? Would you make me new? I want the new life that your word promises. I want the brand new life. Lord, you can have complete control. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time, we celebrate that with you. Would you just, would you just tell God right here, would you say, God, thanks for saving me? Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to know more about Hope Church, please feel free to visit us at hopewintergarden.com or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Hope Winter Garden. We hope you have a blessed day.